Partly cloudy and 8 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. One man is in custody after at least six people were stabbed near a library in North Vancouver yesterday afternoon. RCMP have not said what charges he may face and there is no word on the condition of the victims. Steve Massop says he and his partner were in the area and stopped to help one of the victims, a woman who he says was covered in blood. She was bleeding and quite in a state and she said the guy just attacked me and pointing in the direction and my partner saw the guy walk by our car but we didn't put two together as far as who he was. Mossop says he saw police arrest the suspect. More news in a moment but first 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. We've got a collision on Heritage Meadows Road and Heritage Meadows Way in the southeast. This is blocking your left lane. I'm not seeing any delays right now, but do watch out for this one. Also in the southeast, hearing reports of a collision at Glenmore Trail near Glendeer Circle. Other than that, Deerford Trail is in great shape across the city right now. Light volume and dry roads. The savings have sprung during Leon's spring and on sale. Shop special prices on furniture, mattresses, appliances, patio furniture, and more. Limited time only. Visit leons.ca for details. For the 770 HQR traffic helicopter. I'm Tay Yusin. The director of a children's movie criticized for spreading mistruths about the oil industry by Alberta's Energy War Room says more people watch the film after the controversy. Belgian director Ben Stassen says he is thankful after the Canadian Energy Center's War Room, which was created by Alberta's government to challenge misinformation on the oil industry, launched a campaign against his movie Bigfoot Family because more people streamed the movie afterwards. Actually, Canada was the first country where it dropped out of the top 10 after about 10, 15 days. And, and following the controversy, it went back up to number 8 and stayed there until uh, last Sunday. So I would say, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know to what extent, but I would say that the controversy helped the film rather than hurt it. The centre had said the movie about Bigfoot fighting an oil tycoon villainizes oil workers. CEO of the War Room, Tom Olson, said in an email the campaign against the movie was a huge success. Egyptian authorities are making new attempts to free a massive container ship stuck sideways in the Suez Canal. Reporter Julia McFarland says the accident has disrupted global shipping and trade for the past five days. The Ever Given is blocking the entire width of the Suez Canal since it ran aground on Tuesday with a backlog of hundreds more cargo ships unable to pass through. Now, the Suez Canal is a vital artery for global shipping because it provides a shortcut between Asia and Europe without having to sail all the way around Africa. And it's thought that around 12% of global trade passes through this canal through any given day, as well as millions of barrels of oil and natural gas. Meantime, the head of the Suez Canal Authority said today he cannot predict when the vessel will be dislodged. More snow is expected as a cold front moves into the province today. Environment Canada has issued a weather warning saying scattered flurries and wind gusts between 70 to 90 kilometres per hour will continue until Monday morning. A snow squall watch is in effect for the city of Calgary. Temperatures will range between 10 to 15 degrees today, but will drop quickly to below zero with the passage of the cold front. Tonight, southwestern Alberta along the eastern slopes of the Rockies will see snowfall, bringing up to 20 centimeters of snow by Tuesday morning. Global News Sky Tracker weather today's high 14 degrees with a mix of sun and cloud, dropping to a low of minus 8 tonight with that chance of flurries. And tomorrow, we'll see a mix of sun and cloud and a high of minus 3. It's 8 degrees at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis.
Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. It is the March the 28th already. Here we are and uh, it's going out. Uh, I don't know if it's going to go out like a lion or a lamb. I guess we'll find out at the end of uh, this week here, midweek, when March finishes up. So we're going to get a great day today. It looks like half the day is going to be really good. Then we're going to get a little bit of winter coming back in and then looks like the rest of the week is going to shape up to uh, continue on to feel like spring. So we'll be able to get out and uh, enjoy. Um, but right now in the gardening, still not a lot to do outside. You kind of just still want to take it easy a bit on your garden. You can you can go out and you can cut down your Carl Foresters. You want to look at your trees and and look for any dead damage or disease branching Look for black knot and different things, depending on what you have, what kind of trees you have. But the most important thing is that dead, damaged, or diseased. If you've had a Katoni aster that has been kind of in rough shape over the last few years, um, it's a good time to rejuvenate it. Maybe take it right down to the ground, get a nice, make sure your chainsaw's nice and sharp, or give the give the team at Prune It Up a call. They'd be more than happy to to book you in and uh, get your shrubs and trees and all that looked after. Um, it, we, and we're really seeing a lot of that um, over the past year. People are spending some more time in their yard, so it's it's good. Hopefully we're creating those little oases so that way when you are outside, everything's nice and healthy. And uh, we've also started our new tree and lawn health care company, um, green it up where we'll come out and deep root fertilize all your trees and shrubs and we'll granular fertilize your grass for you with our formulated with the green it up lawn fertilizer. So if you're looking to to get your trees and lawn into some good health, give us a show. We'd be more than happy to come out and give you a quote and get you looked after. And but I guess there is a few things. I got a couple of texts here real quick. I got Chris on the other line. She's helping me out again to uh, answer a bunch of texts. Ow. Someone just sent some a picture and they started some geraniums. Good morning. Started geraniums this year. I've heard at some point I'm supposed to pinch them back. Just wondering when and how do I do that, Dale? Yeah, absolutely. You can do that. Yours are getting, they look like they're about three or four inches high. Typically, I, I would pinch them right there and I'd just take the top half inch off and just just give them a nice little pinch. Um, if they if they are longer, you could even take cuttings from them quite easily if you want to let them go a little bit longer. And you can take a cutting with there's two or three nodes on there. You can stick that into soil and it'll root up really nice. These Those are nice looking seed geraniums if you started those from seed. Dale, just so you uh, a little feedback. They look great, um, nice looking, really healthy. Um, so whatever you're doing, keep that up. You're doing a great job. Yeah, you got your lights above there, looking good, and you got a good selection. They're nice. Yeah, like almost twenty four. It looks like so you're gonna have a nice little display of of geraniums, which are nice. And if you once you get them to the if you have the zonal ones not from seed you'll find with your seed geraniums the blooms will be a little bit they won't be quite as big the first year um until you get into the cutting stage and then that's when you get the nice doubles and things like that but seed geraniums are great good way to get the 
feels like spring when you start seeing those as well. So look forward to to all that kind of fun stuff. And here's another text. Good morning. I've got a package of sweet peas. Just begging to be seated. Can I see them right now in unheated greenhouse? Thanks and have a good day. I myself, I would actually almost if you if you know where they're gonna go, they don't mind being put out. And if they're up against a warmer spot out in the garden, you're probably able to work the top inch or two of soil. And you could even plant them right outside right now. And uh and as soon as it gets going, they'll they'll germinate out there and you'd be just as happy and that they'd probably even do better because then that way they're i guess they they're climatized they won't stretch on you so right now is a great time or as you're saying in the unheated greenhouse you could start them out there as well and uh and give that a try for sure see how that goes for you and got a few more texts. I've, I might as well do those because uh, I'll do some calls after the first break. Morning, Merle. We've arrived at our place in southeastern BC, and one of our large spruce trees has a few areas that looks like they're dying off. Can we save the trees? There are other trees in the park with the same problem. Yeah, that... Ooh. I just hope it's not the needle cast. It's hard to really tell... Um, if you look at real close, you'll see little dots, but that that one does not look very good. It, when I see it all over the top on the outside, it looks like you could have needle cast in there, and it is in your spruce tree. So I would, um, if you can, yeah, I'll see if I can get this sent over to Mark, or if there's a local certified arborist out that way, you might want to give them a shout and see what they can what they say. But that one is uh, looking a little bit rough, and I it could be a little bit of burn from the winter. But this one, I see it all the way through there, and then at the top like that, it's just a little bit unusual. I just hope it's not the needle cast. So you'll have to have a look at that and see. Um, a little closer, you want to look for little dots underneath the needles on those brown areas, and that's one sign. And uh, if you can maybe cut off some of the needles and take a real close-up picture and send it in to us, we might be able to help you out a little bit better. And again, if you'd like to give me a shout, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. That is the talk and text line. And uh, if you are calling from out of town, 1-800-563-7770. It's been such a... Like as far as COVID and stuff like that, um, it's what I've, I've enjoyed. It. It's bringing a lot of people into gardening, and I and I sure hope a lot of people continue to do it after this is all done as well. When we get back to some normality, which they tell us will happen sometime this year, so. But once you're out in the garden, you get to forget all about that stuff. So it's kind of nice. It's just you get out, you do your thing, spend some time in the yard. People are walking by. You can still say hi and talk and all that fun stuff. So, And got another text. Hi there. Hope all is well. Quick question. My tree, Ash, I think, is developing some black on the bark. Is it something I should be concerned with, Ryan? Um, no, for the most part, it, it's those ash trees and some of them, they get that. It just as they get older, they, they sort of just spit out a bit of soot. Yeah, that looks like it's a, one of those Manitoba maples, I believe, or a green ash. Um, 
but I, I, it, it's nothing to worry about on that. You're, you'll be fine, and you should be totally good. But right now, I'm going to take a quick break, and when we get back. We're going to talk with Jen. We're going to find out what's going on down in the tropical house down there, and I know that's going to be switched over to some perennials and trees, that, or not, not trees, but perennials and annuals and all that fun stuff starting in the next few weeks. But uh, we'll talk to her after the break. And you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Green It Up, Calgary's new tree and lawn health care company. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And we're going to go to the phone line. We're going to go down to the tropical house down in Spruce It Up. Good morning, Jan. Morning. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Ready for another day? Yeah, no, it's uh, it, I I love this time of year down there. This feels so good. You're getting all the the seed geraniums. You're getting cuttings in. We're getting lots of the spring pansies and mm-hmm. all those kind of fun things are starting to come in this week and mm-hmm. uh, and the next few weeks. So spring is springing. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody in here is springing too. It's been it's been fun to watch the energy kind of pick up and and uh, not just pace, but just people's spirits are a little bit up, you know, with the longer days and the smells from all the the smells and the colors of all the plants that are coming in. So that's yeah. really nice to see too. And yeah. and the indoor people are sure bringing the color inside this year, like mm-hmm. um, a lot more. Like when people are picking up azaleas or the the little primrose or whatever kind of flowering plants for the inside. You had some gorgeous cyclamen that are just, they're stunning. Like this, yes. that big pure, mm, love those ones. Yeah. So, and the six inch pots. Yeah. They're, they're stunning. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and, and easy too, to be honest, right. They're similar to the peace lily <laughs> and they kind of just, they're like, Oh, we're thirsty. And you give them a little drink and they're good to go. And you got some Easter flowers in. Yep. We definitely did. Those smell heavenly as well. It's one of my favorite parts about being here. It just doesn't matter with face coverings on of any sort. You can smell those those flowers. It's amazing. Yeah, I got uh, what Easter lilies and then the, the pink and blue hydrangeas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, for the larger sizes, we have some freesia in as well in six-inch okay. pots. We have some, um, but the banana plant, right, the banana leaf plant as well in the yeah. six-inch pot, which people are kind of after as they're sort of I think already grabbing them to use as centerpieces for their annual pots, which you and I have been talking about too, kind of building and using the troughs for, for that sort of stuff as a nice uh, centerpiece. And yeah. And yeah. you got some of the canna lilies in. And it's yeah. good if you really want to get them nice and big, if you do start them a bit earlier like this, you will end up with a lot nice, like, or it'll be larger in the center of your pots where you're doing that thriller, spiller, and filler. Yeah. Um, so for your, for your, thriller there in the middle that uh if you start a bit earlier and get it some growth you'll get those nice big leaves and the big blooms on those canna lilies but the key to those too is to and with all of these is to deadhead as well so when the canna lily blooms um early on make sure you deadhead all the all the flowers off of it Mm because otherwise they'll if you just let it go they'll stop producing blooms so yeah yeah, what about awesome. fertilizer for those guys, Merle? They like the the Rage Plus or a twenty twenty twenty? Yeah, twenty 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 or fifteen thirty fifteen. They mm-hmm. like as well. Yeah. Um, same thing. Feeding those bulbs with the fifteen thirty fifteen twenty 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 higher middle number 
is is really good for them. So, and uh, so that should be good. And how are the how's your seeds and bulbs holding up? I you still got? Oh, we still have a lot. Um, we've been replenishing them quite a bit too. Um, so yeah, we definitely they're going out of here, <laughs> but we still have a lot available um, for people. You know, to kind of get planning and a lot of people are experimenting too and kind of figuring out and trying different things but yeah there's definitely lots to choose from still and it was it's good to see like and we're dealing all with western canadian companies and they really Mm -hmm. they worked hard in the off season to ensure that we had a good steady supply so with our west coast and our pacific west and the father gills and and that um we're, we're really fortunate who we're dealing with and the amount of seeds, and and then with the Van Nort bulbs as well. So mm-hmm. um, we have a we have a good supply, and uh, all come in with. We don't have to worry about bringing them over on a boat or anything. They're all sourced locally here, so which is which is really good. So it and, is, yeah. Uh, keep Lori busy receiving it all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it keeps us all busy, right? Oh, Absolutely. isn't that the truth? Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a busy time, as you know, moving, getting set up for the annual house, or house, right? Because we'll be moving the trops over, and Jess has been busy busting her butt doing that, and Chris has been helping her with that too. So it's uh, it's very exciting time right now. You're right. So, and one more thing that changes is how we water our plants. Mm-hmm. Um, when we go from winter, the days are, and you mentioned it earlier, that little bit longer. So. Yeah you might have to water your plants a little more often and as the days get longer and they heat up where we really told people to watch the water over the winter time because it is tough it's easy to overwater in yeah. those winter months yeah so just just keep an eye on your plants i know um i've up mine a little bit typically i was on the sort of two weeks um for my lemon and all that but yesterday i had to get the water jug out and, and give them a shot they were sort of four or five days ahead of where they were a few weeks ago. So so just just check your plants, and uh, you might have to water a little bit more often, but still let them dry in between waterings, and then you'll have no issues at all. And what about for um, fertilizing the trops? Usually I tell people to sort of start to increase their fertilizer slowly as they start growing more. <laughs> Absolutely. And right now is a, a great time to fertilize. Um, same thing, I did mine a couple of weeks ago. And I just seen a big flush of new growth yeah. push out. Yeah. And so, yep, the more you feed them, well, not the more you feed them, but if you get them on a regular feeding program, you're going to see them produce for you and they'll give you all the all they can give, right? Because they're going to be fed. And because they use up all that soil in those pots and there's That's, just nothing left in, mm-hmm. in the soil. Yeah, no, that was so, the other thing I was going to ask you about too. It's a great time to repot plants because a lot of people are doing that right now as well. Yeah. Yeah. So right, right now, get come pick up a new pot, get a bag of the the spruce it up all purpose or the or we have the sun grow as well. We have a and then we have a tropical mix. We have all kinds of mixes for what you need. But if you're doing a bunch of repotting, just the big bag of the all purpose is is perfect. You can yeah. seed in it. You can you can grow tropicals and you can fill your outdoor pots with that as well. So yeah, all yeah. all is good. All, all is right. Good. Well, thank. Well, if. If you're going to go down today and down to Spruce Up, make sure you say hi to Jen. She's the one with the big big smile behind the plastic shield. <laughs> Our girl <laughs> in the plastic bubble. <laughs> girl in the plastic bubble. That's me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's nice to have everybody come in and say hi. So thanks for thanks for saying that on here because it people do do it and it's really nice to have. So thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. No, yeah. it's it's enjoyable. It's it's that's what we 
on those times when we can get out and socialize, especially with what's going on, we all keep our distance, do all the safety stuff. But it's nice to say hi and and get out and and get a bit of normality. So uh, yeah, we're very fortunate that uh, we've been able to keep, continue that all the way through, and uh, we've done it in a very safe way and making sure it's safe for all our customers and for our staff um, to ensure that we could uh, get through all this and and keep people rolling and keep the garden going out inside and out for everybody. So thanks, Jen. And I'm going to let you go right now, and uh, we'll see you later on this afternoon. You got it. Bye now. All right. Thanks, Jen. Bye-bye. And I'm going to go to the phone line. I got a couple more minutes here before the end of the show or end of the break. I'm going to go to Al. Good morning, Al. Good morning, Merle. How are we doing? Uh, Not so bad. With uh, five... Of my amaryllis plants, I've got a little bit of a red blotch disease starting to come out. How okay. can I cure this? Some of that stuff is, so have they done all their blooming, now you're just letting them, waiting for them to go dormant? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would just, I would treat it like like once your bulb is dried and all that and you're ready to store it for the, for the summertime, is I would get um, like a copper... Uh, like it's a copper spray or the copper copper sulfate, mm-hmm. and and I would put that into a bag like a like a Ziploc bag. Put your bulb in there, and then do it like the old shake and bake. Oh yeah, and then just just cover it with that. And if some of that red is quite a bit, you could even cut it out a little bit. Okay, and then, uh, it appears to be on the underside of the leaves, and it's <laughs> starting to come out on the uh, tops of the leaves as well. Uh, yeah, so yeah. after it's dormant. Um, so now you're gonna just stop watering for a while. And just let it just just let it go totally dormant. Like just okay. stop watering yeah. and let everything die off. And then once everything dies off, then you can use that copper. You can even give it a shot of the copper sulfate. Now you can mix a little bit in the water and and give it a water into the bulb to help protect it. Um, and and that's really all you can do. And hopefully it doesn't get in there too much. Um, if some of those leaves are really bad, Al, I would probably wouldn't hesitate to cut them off now. Cut them off a little bit early. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, and then just use that copper sulfate, like a shake and bake. Put it into a Ziploc yeah. bag, shake it around the bulb, and then store it with that on it for the winter time. Okay, uh, or for the summertime. Sorry. Yeah, you haven't got anything like a spray or anything like that that can be applied um, outside. You can or... use pure spray green as a fungicide, and there is, I think we do have a couple. I just find, because you're going to store it, and you don't want to add too much moisture to it, yeah. the copper sulfate's nice. So you just, like I say, you put it in a bag, and it's sort of like the old shake and bake thing um, we used to do, and um, and then you just store the bulbs with that fungicide right on them. Yeah. Already? These plants actually went and uh, uh, bloomed uh, twice in the season when they shouldn't have, and uh, awesome. I was going to put them outside for a while. And uh, Okay, yeah, you can do that too, but when you get this fungus, then you probably want to treat it. You can mix that copper sulfate with water, and you can spray it if you're going to keep your plant alive. You could do it that road as well. Okay, you But cut off the story. really bad stuff and ensure yeah. you're, you're, you're not keeping it too wet. Yeah, you got that in the store there, do you? Yes, we do. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Al. Take care. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to take a break for the news you're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Mostly cloudy and 8 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Madeline DeBellis. 
Calgary police are investigating the death of a man in his 30s in the city's southeast. Officers were called to the 5200 block of Memorial Drive southeast for a report of shots fired just before 10 p.m. on Saturday. Police say the victim was found in the street in medical distress and died of his injuries at the scene. The homicide unit is investigating and an autopsy has been scheduled for tomorrow. Police in North Vancouver are still looking for a motive in a deadly stabbing that killed one woman and left six injured. Officials say the attack happened Saturday afternoon in and around a local library in North Vancouver. A male suspect in his 20s who was known to police is in custody. And the province reported 668 new COVID-19 cases and one additional death yesterday. There are currently 283 Albertans in hospital with the virus and 65 in ICUs. It's 8 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news is at 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I'm going to go to the phone lines and we're going to chat with Carol. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Merle. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a raised garden bed. Um, we put it in, my daughter and I put it in about three years ago. And the first year it did okay. The second year it did nothing. And this year I'm wanting to start again. I just wonder what kind of soil I should put in there. What do you... What did you use? What did you put in there before? A bag soil or just topsoil? It was a uh, bag soil. Okay. Not not the okay. big big bit. Someone yeah. a bunch of little bags. Anyway, it the second year I went out and got some compost, and it seemed like it it didn't do well. <laughs> it didn't do okay. well at all. Yeah, you got to be careful with sometimes just straight compost and things too, because it's too rich in your boxes, things like that. So it depends Nothing what you're true. doing. But, and uh, and we are starting this right now, so we have a program. I'm going to help you out. We're going to give you a big yellow bag for free. We're going to deliver it right to your house. And, no way. Uh, yeah, so then you're going to have some nice soil. And they have some great choices that you can do. Um, it depends if you're growing veggies or flowers. They have a few veggies. different mixes. And oh, when they set up this delivery... So yeah, no, and it's a big one cubic yard, and I always call the big yellow bag it. Uh, that's sort of our first sign of spring here in Calgary when you see them popping up on people's front lawns. <laughs> it's sort of like the flowers. So I, uh, um, the great people down at uh, Eagle Lake Landscape Supply, they will um, look after you. So I'm after this, I will put you on hold, and Tony will take your name and number. And then the good folks down at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply will get you your big yellow bag of either garden soil or mulch or whatever you like. They have a few different choices. But uh, probably what you want is the black gold, one of those ones, or the veggie mix are great for those raised beds grown outside. So hopefully that you helps you, Carol. Oh, wow. Does it ever? Yeah, they have a veggie mix. Yeah, they have a veggie soil blend as well. So um, that will so help much. you out. You're very welcome. So I'll Can put I, you on hold, and Tony okay. will get all your info, and uh, we'll get you all set up. Thank you, Merle. That's wonderful. All right. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your Thank Sunday. You. One of those all right. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to chat with Dale. Good morning, Dale. Um, yeah. Hello. It, uh, thank hey, you. how are you? Uh, just fine, thanks. I uh, I bought a jar of olives from the store. Okay. It's yeah. It's got a large seed inside each olive, 
Can you yeah. grow olives in Calgary? Well, we grow them inside. Um, so for sure, like a house plant, like we have olive trees um, in our tropical house. Um, we sell them right now. We have um, nice little olives and they can grow into into the tree. And we have Russian olives that you grow outside, but they're not the same types of olives that you're going to end up in your martini. So, but why not try it, right? Like if you take those seeds out of those olives, and that all depends on how badly the olive has been processed or whatever. Um, but you might, I would just let it, Take them out, put them in like on top of a windowsill, let them dry out for a couple of weeks. And then at that point, try splitting one open and just see if there's a little seed inside that, inside the protective shell. Oh. So, but you need to dry that. And that's what I did with my lemon. I, I just took a whole bunch of seeds out of my lemon when I harvested it. And then I just put them on a windowsill. I let them dry out. Sort of, so it's sort of like a sunflower seed, you know, like when you crack the shell, then the actual seeds inside there. Yeah. So that's sort of what you want to do. So you want to let them dry out for a couple of weeks, especially because the the olives are a little bit bigger. So you let them dry out for a while, then crack it open and see if the seeds inside there, and then try planting that, and uh, and see if it germinates and uh, and see what it does. If uh, they do grow, can you eat them? Oh yeah, if you get them to the point, absolutely, because they're those will be true olive trees, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Oh well, I'll give it a try. All right, so in about so in about five years, Al, you got to invite me over for some uh, martinis, <laughs> and we'll we'll <laughs> I'll do that. We'll enjoy we'll enjoy your olives. Okay. Thank All right, you very enjoy. much. Yeah, no, give that a try. Let know. I I did five lemons the, a few weeks ago. Three of have come up so far. Oh, and yeah. They're already about an inch high. So it's kind of fun doing that kind of stuff. So, yeah, give that a try and uh, let me know how it goes in a few weeks. I'll do that. All right. Thanks, Al. Thank you. Or Dale. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. And where am I at for time? I am probably, and I have a couple of texts, I'll, and I'll, these are good questions that people are asking. When can I water my cedars or evergreens? On days like this, even where it's going to get really quite warm today or next week when we get up to that 15, 16 degrees, it's a great time to get the hose out. A um, little bit of a uni nozzle, hose down all your junipers on the ground, your cedars, your evergreens. It just washes all the dust out of them, enables the needles to breathe again, and because it, it does get dusty and dry in Calgary over the wintertime. So give them all a really good wash down. And, and any of that water is going to go into the ground. Uh, you don't necessarily want to just fully water them right now, but giving them that good hose down, the water that you do that with will, will get into the top part of the soil, and you'll be good. So you can do that every other week right now for a bit until the ground's thawed out a bit more, and then the water goes right in there. Or if you're up against the house and it's really south location, quite warm, you can definitely start watering that kind of thing already. So... Hopefully that helps, and it is a good time to start doing that. And I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. 
or out of town, 1-800-563-7770. I'm going to go to the phone line, and I believe, and I wrote it down too quick, I believe it's Brian. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Merle. How are you doing? Good, good. How's things? Well, it's a beautiful day. It is, too. And uh, uh-huh. make sure you tie everything down. Right here, we're going to get a bit of wind. And uh, where you are, you'll probably feel it a little bit more than some of us. <laughs> well, that's why I'm glad I have a teenager. He's chasing the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What's hey, up? I got, uh, it's a bit of a multiple one here. You know the um, that bed I dug out in the front of the patio last year? Yeah. Um, we put in the quick fires, and then, of course, the horses kept eating them. So regardless, I'm gonna um, we're going to expand it. And I want to go three feet deep. And I've got a bunch of uh, crushed gravel and sand that I want to use up. So can I put that on the yeah. base and then uh, landscape material and then the soil? Yeah, absolutely. You can even just – you don't even need the landscape, like, fabric or anything. You can just put your base of the gravel in that for drainage. I guess, yeah, you could put the landscape fabric over top so it doesn't get contaminated and then just put your good garden mix over top of that for sure. Okay, and then that leads to my next question. So when I did the bed the first time, I took a soaker hose and wrapped it around the base of each of the, I think we got eight quick fires. Yeah. And I don't know if that worked because, again, the horses kept eating it. So this time, should I just put soaker hose, like, in rows along where I'm going to dig out, or should I actually wrap them around each and individual? Cause what I, I would probably do is, yeah, I'd probably get emitters. I would go, like, to an irrigation um, place because you're on a on an acreage out there, so you need a lot. I would get a thousand foot roll of the half inch irrigation tubing, and it's pretty cheap. It's only a couple hundred bucks from an irrigation yep. place. Yep. And then at each one, I would just poke a hole and then put an emitter, and then each one get one that goes, I think, seven or eight gallons per hour, right. and then that way the water just drips at that one spot. And then if you decide to move it, or you can also get plugs for it. That way you can put even four or 500 or eventually you can hook up to your irrigation system as well. Yeah, because I got bubblers that would be about 25 feet away, right? Yep, yep. So those you can just, yeah, you can just hook this in and then just run that and then just put an emitter at each tree or shrub or whatever you're planting and uh, and it'll just water those individually. Okay, now because I got a mix, what kind of soil are you talking? Because I can can probably repurpose about 80% when I'm digging up, like I'll get rid of the grass. But what yeah. I put the popper in yeah, the just lot? watch some of the grass. If you're if you're pulling up lawn, sometimes I'd put that into a compost, and I would just yeah, start with a good go topsoil. Dugout area, right? So, yeah, I would just get yourself a just get a, a good load of uh, screen topsoil for shrubs and stuff. That's fine. If you're going to be working the soil, you can get a garden mix. Um, just a bulk garden mix is great as well. Yeah, well, I think Reva's going to be doing both, right? And she wants to put some perennial flowers in. Yeah. Yeah, you okay. can do that for sure. All right. And then do you guys sell the landscape material by the roll or by the foot? Yes, we do. Yeah, we have the big rolls as well. Okay. Awesome, bro. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Brian. Take care. Enjoy Bye-bye. The day. You too. And I'm going to go to uh, – we're going to go down to Bailey Hill Greenhouse. We're going to chat with Diana. She must uh, – her ears were burning when I uh, – talked about the sweet peas. Good morning, Diana. Good morning, Merle. Isn't it great? Everybody's starting to think about their sweet peas, so that's a super absolutely. time of year. I'm just it holding is, off. Cause... I've got a greenhouse absolutely bursting, the little greenhouse, and I was going to put stuff into the big one, but they do say it's going to be really cold tonight and tomorrow, so I thought I'd better yeah. hold off a bit. 
Yeah, and you're going to get the wind down there, I bet, too, right? <laughs> oh, everything's horizontal at the moment. Um, yeah. If you drop anything, it leaves for Lethbridge. Um, <laughs> we're, we're hunkered down for the day. It is just super-duper blowing down here, so... Yeah, it hasn't really started here yet, but they've I've seen a couple of warnings pop up on my phone saying that we're going to be getting it. So... With the sweet peas right now, and I, I, I said to that, she asked, the question was, could she start it in an unheated greenhouse? But Most, if the ground is workable, yeah. you, you can go right into the ground at this time, can't you? You can. You can. It's the traditional way of doing it. If they're keen to start them in the greenhouse, this is a good time, too. Um, but, yeah, they can go outside now. They just have to put up the vagaries if we get, you know, if they start growing in a warm spell and then get a five-foot dump of snow on them. Um, yeah. They survive it quite well, actually. But uh, what I wanted to mention was that if she is starting in the greenhouse, just to remember to give the seeds lots of depth. Because okay. if you sow into little six-packs, their little roots go straight down, and then they end up circling around, right? Okay. So how so deep do you put them least, into those? Yeah, they need at least four to five inches straight down. Okay. So you got to use, like, so you gotta use like at least a, a six-inch pod or a four-inch pod or something. That's it. Um, That's okay. It. Or, so you don't know start the them coffee, in too small. The styrofoam coffee, coffee cups work really well, too, the really yeah. long ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, no, that but, makes sense. But they do. If you put them into little tiny seed packs, or I've seen people try and grow them in eggshells, um, which is, it's fun to start, but their roots go around in circles, and they never quite recover and learn how to go straight down. Okay, and that's where they need that, though. They need the stability. They um, need the, but, yes, they do. Yes, because so if you, if you do plant them and they all just that horizontal root, they never get the the stability, so they they become floppy, almost. That's it, and they, they can never really grow to what they're supposed to be. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. So that so. was the only hint I'd give them. I mean, you know, at le you have a little more control over them if you put them in an unheated greenhouse now, in that, you know, if it does suddenly go to 20 below, you can, you know, cover them up or yeah. bring them into the house or something. But and April uh, is a mixed month, so I know we all get excited, and uh, and uh, we, like I said, our first batch of potatoes already sold out, and we got we've replenished them with a second batch of our seed potatoes. But it's still too early; like you can't go out and plant your potatoes yet, and things like that. So everybody, no, people are so enthused because we've had a little nice weather, but boy, we can still get winter can come back with a. Well, I remember I brought yeah. I, I had a load of spruce trees come in April 21st, and I, it sticks in my head because um, <laughs> it, it went down to minus 20. This this truckload came in from BC. Oh God! And and, and they're and yeah, and they're further ahead, and then it oh. got minus 20, and all the needles fell off. Like it just the whole truckload. It was just like oh my, oh it was just absolute so nightmare. Yes, and that's and it's sometimes hard. Like people are coming into our into the garden centers now, and I'm sure the other guys are getting the same questions. Like, where's your trees and shrubs? Because it's <laughs> plus 15, but it's Not still, it, yeah, we still got like all of April. First week in, I usually bring our first shipment of trees and shrubs sort of that first week in May, um, weather permitting. So we, we still got, like you said, we still got five weeks, solid five weeks before we're, 
we're even thinking about planting stuff really outside, things like that. So That's it. It's lovely to have a bit of warmth in the spring because we didn't get any last year. Um, So this is lovely, but people are so enthused. Now, I have a question for you. What I would like to do, I don't know if it's going to be doable, is find a little apple tree that I can... Now, I'm not sure if the word for it is when you make it grow um, horizontally. Like yeah, the spalier. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. So Absolutely. So would... start with a five-gallon one because um, those are the smallest and they're nice and flexible. I did two... Um, actually, I'm just going to put you on hold real quick, um, Diana, and then let me come back and we'll chat about this because it's a good topic. So oh, I'm just going to take you. a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and we're going to go back and finish my conversation with Diana. Hi, Diana. Hi. Hi. I yes. put a wonderful apple tree, and I, I rather lost track of it. I got it to spruce it up um, years ago. Uh, yeah. And it produces the most fabulous apples, but I want something I can train along the garage to go, like, horizontally. Yeah. No, I, actually, I just did two Mount Royal plums. I built a, a new deck, and on the end of the deck, I did a, a trellis out of with copper pipe. Right. So I planted a, a Mount Royal plum on each one of them, and I'm just doing uh-huh. the espalier. So absolutely, you can, you can either do it with wire or pipe, and I usually space them about eight inches apart. And then okay. if you start with a five-gallon, like the smaller apples, because um, they're nice and flexible. Is there a apple that might be more conducive no. to this? Okay. No, you can use any one of them, like oh. and okay. even the pears, any of the apples. A lot of those cherries work as well. So it's right. kind of neat. If, if you have a blank wall, like a nice warm blank wall, like you're saying, like on your garage there, um, and you can do something like that. It just adds that uh, neat little feature. And even in the wintertime, it, it looks pretty cool. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. So, oh, that would be lovely. Thank you very much, Merle. Yeah, you can pretty much any any of the fruit trees. And, okay. uh, yeah, I, 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 I love doing it. It's a question of sort of picking one out and seeing where the branches come out of it so that, you know. Yeah, try and find a one it. that has a bit of a flat side as well. So if it, and you put that up against the wall, and then you're going to have to do some pruning and you just sort of pick and choose. And But oh, yeah, within a couple of years, though. isn't it? Yeah. Well, not really. Once you no. get it going, you, you sort of, because they tend to grow in little segments. Um, so when you, you'll just cut out the ones in between the eight inches, the branches, and then just bend them. And then I just use that Velcro, like the plant oh. Velcro stuff. Yeah. And then I just yeah. use that to hold them or that plant tape um, to hold them on either the wire or the the copper pipe or That's whatever it. you're going to use to to do the horizontal. Well, the, the uh, Velcro works so well for sweet peas, so I've got tons of that. So that would yeah. be Yeah, so just super. use that. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very Absolutely. much. Absolutely. All right. Mm. We'll enjoy and, and we'll send you me a picture when you get or, that going. Yeah. yeah, I'm busy at home. I can't leave at the moment. So. Yeah, no, we're still a bit early, but when you get that going, send me a picture. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mom. All right. Thanks, Diana. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. All right. And I do, I think I might do one more quick call. We'll go to Bill. Good morning, Bill. Oh, hey, Merle. How you doing? Good, good. How can I help you? Well, uh, I got spruce trees. There's uh, probably eight of them in a row. They're 30, 30, or 30 feet tall, about 20-some years old. 
And uh, the two on the end, on the south end, are southwest end, are kind of turning red on the needles on the okay. outside of them. Okay, that and that if the red on if it's the ones on the end, usually if it's a red, I'm not as concerned because sometimes that's just sunburn. Because if that's the one that's getting um, more of the sun directly on it off of the snow, and what happens is it gets the reflection. It should grow out of that. Um, so what I would do, ensure that you give it a really good watering this spring, all of those, and feed them. Like do a deep root feeding, like either through a company like our Green It Up guys can come out and do it, or or yourself. And I'd use like a 30-10-10. And yeah. if you're doing it yourself, I'd do it every couple weeks um, just to push some good new growth through that. If it's the real bright red, it's usually just a sunburn. If if especially if it's just on the tips, if you start seeing it in them, sort of halfway or the whole branch doing it, um, then there could be a chance it could be needle cast. You can also have Mark come out and he can have a quick look at it, and uh, if you're clo- if you're in Calgary and he can have a look and see um, what he can do for you. All right, uh, one other question there. Um, Actually, I'm just going to put you on hold, Bill, because I'm right okay. at the end of the hour here and i gotta take a break for the news so i'm just gonna put uh bill on hold and you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr Mostly cloudy and 8 degrees in downtown calgary that's snow squall watch and wind warning is still in effect good morning from global news it's 10 o'clock i'm madeline debellis Dozens gathered in downtown Calgary yesterday to rally against open-pit coal mining on the eastern slopes of the Rockies. Nitsitapi Water Protectors, the group that organized a walk across Reconciliation Bridge, are fighting for clean drinking water, indigenous rights and land protection. Adam North Pagan, chairman of the Mountain Child Valley Society, says despite rallies, mining projects are still going ahead. Work is still commencing, you know, um, so for us, it didn't have no bearing or no impact whatsoever. Last month, the Alberta government re- reinstated the 1976 coal policy protecting the area from open pit mining. The government rescinded the policy in May 2020 without public consultation. Calgary Police Services Homicide Unit is investigating a suspicious death that occurred late last night in the city's southeast just before 10 o'clock. 10 p.m., police were called to the 5200 block of Memorial Drive Southeast for reports of shots fired. Upon arrival, the man in his 30s was found on the street in medical distress. He died on scene despite efforts of first responders. An autopsy is scheduled for tomorrow. Anyone with information is asked to call the homicide tip line. RCMP say one person is in custody after multiple people were stabbed near a library in North Vancouver yesterday afternoon. Emergency services say six people were taken to hospital with injuries and one woman died. Steve Mossop says he and his partner witnessed the aftermath of the attack. We were driving up Lynn Valley Road and we saw a woman that was covered in blood and waving her arms and we thought it was a car accident so we stopped to assist her. Mossop says the woman told him that a man had attacked her and several other people nearby. The Belgian director of the children's movie Bigfoot Family is thanking the Alberta government for stirring up controversy about his movie. 
Ben Stassen says more people watched the film after Alberta's Energy War Room criticized the movie for spreading mistruths about the oil industry. Stassen says the Canadian Energy Centre's petition campaign against the film propelled the movie back into Netflix's top 10 list. The centre has said the movie about Bigfoot fighting an oil tycoon villainizes oil workers. And beginning Monday, travellers could be fined up to $2,000 for trying to slip cannabis into Canada. Terry Pedwell reports. For more than two years, adults in Canada have been allowed to possess and share up to 30 grams of cannabis, but bringing the drug into the country without authorization continues to be illegal. The federal government is introducing administrative fines next week to deter people from sneaking pot into Canada while easing the burden on already backlogged courts. The Canada Border Services Agency says anyone found bringing cannabis across the border can expect to pay fines of $200 up to $2,000 and the pot will be seized. The amount of the fine will depend on the nature and severity of the infraction and whether the person has a history of failing to comply. Terry Pedro, the Canadian Press, Ottawa. Ten more people in Ontario have died with COVID-19 as the province reports 2,448 new cases of the disease. Health Minister Christine Elliott says there are 780 new cases in Toronto. She says there are also 356 new cases in the Peel region, 278 in York and 219 in Durham. The report by... And more snow, excuse me, is expected as a cold front moves into the province today. Environment Canada has issued a weather warning saying scattered flurries and wind gusts between 70 to 90 kilometers per hour will continue until Monday morning. A snow squall watch is in effect for the city of Calgary. Temperatures will range between 10 to 15 degrees today, but will drop quickly to below zero with the passage of the cold front. Tonight, southwestern Alberta along the eastern slopes of the Rockies will see snowfall bringing up to 20 centimeters of snow by Tuesday morning. Global News Sky Tracker weather today's high 14 degrees with a mix of sun and cloud dropping to a low of minus 8 tonight with that chance of flurries and tomorrow a mix of sun and cloud with a high of minus 3. It's 8 degrees at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and the sun is shining. It's looking pretty sweet out there, so get out and enjoy it because uh, I think we're going to get a little snow squalls this afternoon. So that always sounds a little bit nasty, but you wouldn't know it right now. So get out and enjoy. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, and the call and text lines are 403 and I'm going to go to the phone line, and I'm going to chat with Arlene. Good morning, Arlene. Hi, Arlene. No, maybe not. Maybe we'll put her back on hold, and we'll go to Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. How are you today? Good, good. How can I help you? Good. I have a water feature in my backyard that has um, little growing areas. And yep. a number of years ago, we put uh, perennials like daylilies, salvia, and mountain blue it in, and yep. just see that it's really overtaking that, those uh, those growing pods. How do we reduce or restrict or get rid of these perennials to add different ones in? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's re- and it's a good time here to do it. 
so if it's if those areas are thawed, you could dig. I, I would just go in and dig them out. It's hard, like the daylilies, you can shrink them down, but I'd almost remove them. And because if they're going to get too big for those areas, you're just better to start with something different and maybe move those to somewhere else in your garden and then start with something a little bit newer or different in that. Is it full sun or is it? Uh, it's south facing, so we get a lot of the nice heat and west, west sun. Yeah. So you could do all kinds of, like, a lot of the sedums, a lot of the succulents would do really well there, too. Um, but if you want some more flowers, you could do, like, the echinacea or the cone flower. Okay. Now, basically, what I'm hearing is I should basically remove all the dirt out of there because I'll never get rid of these things. Yeah. it's If they're, if it's already overgrown and sort of taken over, just just sort of dig out around the roots and then turn all the excess soil over and then add some replenish that and and start fresh with some new plants all right is there a way to like basically neutralize the roots before doing this or <laughs> yeah if you if you if you if you dig out the core of the plant and like take out a good sized root ball you should be totally fine Alrighty. very good thank you all right. Yeah. Let, hopefully that works. Thanks, Kevin. Very good. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. All right. And I'm not too sure if Arlene is there or not, but we'll try her one more time. Hi, Arlene. Nope. All right. Let's go to Lucy. Good morning, Lucy. Hi, Lucy. She's cruising down the highway. <laughs> Hi, Lucy. Oh, maybe not. Hi there. How can Hi, they help you? Hi, uh, Lucy. This yeah, just Hi, turn this off your radio. Yeah. This is Lindsay. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, they okay. they nope. told me Lucy, but that's okay. Hi, Lindsay. That's okay. Hey, I've got a question. I've harvested my sweet peas <laughs> from last year, and okay. some of them are misshapen. Can I still use those, or should I just look for the hard spheres? Um, I, I would still try some. Maybe keep them separate so that way you know how they react. So maybe okay. have your 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 not so perfect ones in one section, and then the ones that are sort of that nicer form, and then the other. Then that will tell you. Because if you mix right. them all together, then you really never know. So that'd be it's good little good little experiment to try it out and yeah, see. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Thanks so much, Merle. What? What? How do you how do you save your seeds? Because it's always good information to pass on if you if you have a moment yeah. to share with us. Yeah. So basically, when the pods are brown, I will kind of seal them and see if the seeds inside kind of move around a little bit. Sometimes they actually have disconnected from the pod and they shake. Yeah. And sometimes you can catch them right before they twist and crack and snap open. So that's yeah. the best time. And I think sometimes if I if I take the seeds too early is when they get misshapen like that. But if I yeah, they haven't dried out yet. Yeah, so they're sort of in their perfect form. But if I if I wait and I just catch them at that right time, they come out round. They stay round. I put them in a bowl just to collect them. Take out all the extra little pieces just so I don't have any you know mold or anything growing. And then I put them in an envelope over over winter in the garage. Oh, nice. Good way to store yeah, them. And, I, and then, and how do you start them in the spring? So I, I've done both 
starting them in seed pods and then putting them in, in uh, deeper containers as they sprout. But um, just because I've, I've put them in directly into the soil, and I, I pretty much always have success with that, but you never know when there's snow and excess rain if they, you know, yeah. kind of get flooded out. But you know what I did initially when I first started is I, I had a swale in my backyard, and I still actually do, but my previous one had just a, a strip of soil, and yeah. I put really good soil in there, and I started that. And, man, did they ever go up that fence? They were so beautiful, and it was kind of like the horizontal gardening kind of concept, but they were yeah. so nice and hardly any space. It was it was amazing. That's awesome. And those are yeah. some of the, like, when they're, when they're nice and healthy, there's nothing nicer than a batch of, like, sweet peas or the gladiolas, some of those older traditional flowers that you used to see in the garden well, it's and nice they that smell so good yeah a lot of that is coming back and a lot of people are going to the the more traditional gardening from plants that are sort of in the 30 40 years ago sort of thing and right. we're seeing it even in the house plants like the sense of areas the pothos the peace lilies a lot of those are super popular right now so yeah well they're just beautiful and Really, you know, that takes you back to Grandma's garden, right? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And, and uh, I'm just getting a visual flashback. I remember we, we'd always cut a bunch and you'd see them sitting in the vase in the kitchen or whatever. And yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, perfect. Well, Thanks, Lindsay. My, my, yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, Merle. All right, take care. Bye bye. All right. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open right now 403. Uh, 974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And uh, I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Green It Up, Calgary's new tree and lawn healthcare company. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I also just wanted to mention, if you are getting those big yellow bags, when they're empty, you just bring them down to spruce it up. And we have a partnership with those guys, and we will give you uh, spruce bucks to spend in the store when you uh, bring them back like a deposit. And we will send the bags back to the good folks down at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply. So um, if you're looking at doing that and you have those bags left over, just bring them down and uh, we'll give you some spruce bucks to spend in the store. But right now we're going to go three times the charm. Arlene is back, I hear. Good morning, Arlene. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Arlene. How can Hi. Yes, can I you can hear me this morning? Yes, I can. Okay, all right. I'm calling regarding the gentleman that called last week about Irish Spring Soap for the mice. Yeah. It don't work. It don't work. Okay. No. <laughs> At least I'm a, unless I've got a special breed of mice out here on the farm, I'm not sure. But um, okay. I shredded it. I took a potato peeler and peeled, like, bigger chunks, and they yeah. made a nest out of it. They made a nest. <laughs> The little Irish bath, eh? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to, to let him know that good luck. Um, mine didn't work. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Arlene. Okay. Thanks for the feedback. Yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. I was good to get the feedback. And 
and it's some of these um, remedies and things that we that we try. I know Bob X does work really well. Um, plant skid, if you're if you're using it as a deterrent to spray around the perimeter, it does work pretty well as well. And that's the blood based one. But I know the Bob X works really good. I'd mentioned uh, my neighbor Miles and and Tracy. They had. Uh, a bunch of uh, rabbits go after their trees and we got them set up and I got them some lac balsam. So we sealed up all the wounds and they're out spraying the, the Bob X as well. And um, there haven't been any rabbits in their yard for the last week. Um, usually we can, uh, we can see them through our back window and uh, usually see a little herd of uh, rabbits over at his place, but they've been um, non-existent since the Bob X has been sprayed out there. So, um, I would really try the, the Bobex. They've put a lot of research and data into it, and it seems to work really, really well. And I'm going to go to the phone line, and we're going to chat with Earl. Good morning, Earl. Hi there. How are you doing? Good, good. Good. Hey, what's just up? one what's quick up? question. Yep. Sir, do you have copper sulfate? I Yes, we do. Okay. That's all I need to know. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks, Earl. Yeah, and, and this time of year, it's, it's good for even if you're planting your bulbs and things like that, the copper sulfate works really well. And I do like using the – you can mix it with water. You can spray it as well. But for a lot of the things that you're planting, you can use it. And I like to refer back to the, the shake and bake. No one seems to do that. You don't see the shake and bake commercials or anything anymore, but uh, you put your bulb in the bag with a little bit of the copper sulfate and just shake it around in a Ziploc bag, and then you can plant, or if you're storing your bulbs for winter, like your dahlia bulbs, if you've brought them up out of the out of the boxes or wherever you've stored them, it's a good time to clean them up, remove any of the soft um, pieces of it, um, give it a little treatment with the copper sulfate it never does it any harm so give that a try and i'm going to go to the phone lines and we're going to chat with margaret good morning margaret hi merle hi Hi there how can i hi yeah i'm babysitting two small plants for someone uh, four inch pots one's a dwarf dwarf palm neanthe bella okay Uh, does that need to be fertilized um, most plants do, but I would be in a four inch pot. Um, just make sure you water it first and let them dry out in between waterings, but not so bad that they're parched, but just, um, just let them dry out in between waterings, water, and then you can fertilize and something like that. Just a good all purpose, like a 2020 is great or a water soluble type fertilizer. Okay, but you know, but so it would be like twice a month for this little tiny palm. Yeah, at the at the most, yeah, once a month is probably lots. And oh. It probably needs to get transplanted as well. Like if it's a little palm in a four inch, it's probably yeah. ready to be transplanted. And but if you're just looking after it for somebody, you want to keep it alive. Because yeah, as these days get two months old, and it's I think it's grown two inches. <laughs> yeah, and then as these days get longer, and that's sometimes when those little pots they just dry out really quickly. So yeah, I, know. I I would I would look into uh, transplant into a, like a six or eight inch pot, and oh. uh, and that way it's a little easier to look after too. It's not drying out so fast. Yeah, but it's not going to grow into a a giant four footer, is it? Um, it, it'll it'll keep growing, but not necessarily that that quickly. No. 
Okay. And, and what is the fertilizer for the uh, African violet? And that watering from the bottom up really works. Yeah, fifteen thirty fifteen. Okay, and also about once a month. Yeah, that's lots. And then just ensure that you that you've watered it first, and yeah, you just don't want to fertilize anything with uh, when dry roots. Of course, of course. All right, thank you. All right, all bye right. Bye. You're welcome. Enjoy. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, and where are we at for time? Where we're good for a bit. I'm going to go to Barb. Good morning, Barb. Good morning, Barb. Good are you there? Hi there. Good morning. Hi, Hi, how can I help you? I have a David Wyman lilac that I planted last year on a west exposure of my house. Yeah. I did, when I planted it, I did put some root stem type fertilizer in. Can I use your Rage Plus on it? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. When should I yeah. do I would wait until um, when you just start seeing all the buds breaking. Um, so depending what the weather's doing, sort of the last week or so in April or beginning of May is okay. when we start seeing that they start leafing out. So just wait till you start seeing that. Um, give them a really good shot of water at that point. And even if when they, if they're in a warm spot now and the ground's thawed, I would give them give them water now. Okay. Especially if you just plant them last year, because a lot of times newly planted trees and shrubs are just sitting there in a root ball in the soil. And if it's dry, it's a lot harder for them to, to take up because they haven't rooted out totally. So okay. just give them a good shot of water around the root ball and just soak it in. Just give them a little slow trickle for a, for a couple hours and get the root ball wet. And uh, that will ensure that there's enough moisture in the root ball when it goes to leaf out. It has enough to fill fulfill all the foliage. I did water it in last fall quite heavily. Yeah, no, that's okay. good. And then, but it, it's just so dry in Calgary. And once if it's in a drier spot, like you're saying, nice sunny spot, I would uh, again just just if the ground's thawed and all the snow's gone this week later on in the week when it's plus fourteen fifteen, I would get out there with a hose and just put a little slow trickle on it for a couple hours. Just real real slow barely coming out of the hose just so it soaks in nice and slow and uh that that way it'll help it when it goes to take off in a couple of weeks it'll have lots of moisture down there okay that sounds easy enough to do my next question you should, is about yeah. your eagle lake program you mentioned yeah what tell me about that so if you have any eagle lake bags that if you've bought an uh, eagle lake big yellow bag from them you just return the bags to spruce it up, and then we we in turn take them into um, back to Eagle Lake. Uh, but we, we we give you a, a gift card. We give you a spruce box that you can use in store at our store. Okay. I but, think I think it's ten dollars or something like that. Uh, no, that's fine. You're not. Um, I understood an earlier caller about raised beds and. Yeah. Um. So I have to call Eagle Lake directly to get the delivery from them. Yes, if you if you want the big yellow bags, absolutely. Yeah, you just call them direct. Okay. Um, alrighty. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. All right, and I think I have time for one more on the line, and I think I will go ahead and do it real quickly. We'll go to Margot. Good morning, Margot. Hello. Um, Hi there. 
Hi. Two things. One, my snowdrops are in bloom today. So what a treat. And awesome. Secondly, yeah, you are such so great. The the manures. Uh, I really worry about contaminated manure that might have something like a herbicide like seven in it. And I'm or not seven them. That's stuff they use to kill all the broadleafs on the yeah. grass field. So how safe is manure? Um, for the most part, and they do test it, I think it's safe for the most part because um, it's gone age and it goes through that process. And if it's the gly- glyphosate, uh, gly- the Roundup is what you're kind of worried about. Um, well, yeah, there's something else they put on the fields that lasts for seven years. Yeah, it's, uh, again, most of the ones that are sold in the horticultural field uh, all go through, like, testing to ensure that they're at safe levels. So as far as we know, and if everyone's following the, the government standards, um, th- there should be safe. Um, and it's hard to know where every cow is eaten as well, right? So I, I yeah. hear what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. But I, and with and, and with the manures, again, I, I'm always careful not to use too much manure because even itself, <laughs> it's just a lot of times it's too rich. So. Right. Okay. All righty. In my tomato patch, I'll just, I just, I empty it out and then I add a whole bunch of manure and compost and car, yeah. uh, calcium and, and I had tomatoes till January this year. So that was great. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So just, so. just ensure that it's not too rich. Um, okay. With that, you can even add a little bit of that cocoa moss. Um, it helps retain the water in the ground yep. as well. And I, I got so. your hemp, your hemp stuff and that was good. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Perfect. All right. right. Thanks, Mario. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to take a break. If you'd like to join me after that, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. A wind warning and a snow squall watch are in effect. It's partly cloudy and 11 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Police in North Vancouver are still looking for a motive in a deadly stabbing that killed one woman and left six injured. Officials say the attack happened Saturday afternoon in and around a local library in North Vancouver. A male suspect in his 20s who is known to police is currently in custody. Calgary police are investigating the death of a man in his 30s in the city's southeast. Officers were called to the 5200 block of Memorial Drive southeast for report of shots fired just before 10 p.m. on Saturday. Police say the victim was found in the street in medical distress and died of his injuries at the scene despite the efforts of first responders. A homicide unit is investigating and an autopsy has been scheduled for Monday. It's 11 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open. 403-974-8255. I'm going to go to the phone line right now. We're going to chat with Sandra. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning. How can I help you? I need to know the best fertilizer for raspberries. 
the best fertilizer for raspberries, <laughs> I would probably do like a 15-30-15 or a 20-20-20. Those would be the two I would use as a water-soluble. Um, water them really well first. Okay. And then and if you feed them sort of every two weeks um, throughout the growing season from early spring up until um, end of July sort of thing, um, that way you, we start slowing down after July, so you should be that will plenish the the roots and because they're heavy feeders, they get a lot of growth on there. So, and okay. if you add the phosphate, that'll ensure that you're going to get good fruit production. Okay, now the ground is wet right now, very wet, and it's going to yep. get wet tonight apparently because we're going to get more snow. Um, could we do it now? It's still a little bit early. We just don't want to push too much growth yet. Okay. Um, so I would wait until like sort of that last week in April, okay. um, first week in May. So you just start seeing the green leaves start sprouting and going at that point. And mm -hmm. then I would start my feeding program. Okay. Because it's very difficult to water them. <laughs> okay. Is it uh, just too far away or just hard yeah, to get a hose too far away. Too far away. Okay. You can also just use our lawn fertilizer then as right. well. Uh, and it's it has the high middle number like the sixteen thirty two. Yeah. So I would you can just mix that in around the soil. Just right. just just go along, mix in and then just rake it in all on the soil. Right. And you can do that now for sure because that's a it's a slow release. So you could definitely do that right now. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. <laughs> but hopefully we'll help you out. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. All right, and I'm going to go to the phone lines and chat with Dan. Good morning, Dan. Hello, Merle. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? I've got some low spots in my backyard that I want to fill in, and I was wondering if I could put some soil on those low spots now while the grass is dormant, or should I wait until the grass is growing? No. Actually, right now you can do it just give those areas just a good a little bit of a rake and then you can fill that in with your loam and just pack it down nicely and like how deep are they oh uh, maybe an inch yeah then you don't need to really add any seed once the grass gets going it'll uh it'll just grow right through that um and when you go to power rake um just just it might be a little bit early to rake yet. I would still wait a couple more weeks until the ground's totally thawed and then give it a good rake. So you could wait to fill those at that time as well. But if you're if you're really itching to get out and do a little bit of something, you can you can go out there and do that now. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. Yeah, it and again on a few of those chores that we, we wanna do right now, um, Pruning of your trees and shrubs are fine right now. Um, just be careful, though, if you are going to prune any of your lilacs or things like that. You will lose. If you cut off branches, or if you try and top them, they will not bloom this year. But if you're cutting out dead, damaged, or diseased, um, right now is a great time to, to do any of that. You can cut down your, your grasses, like your Carl Foresters and some of the blue fescues, some of that stuff. Again, I would wait for my hydrangeas. Uh, Annabelle, you could take down right now, but if you have any of the like the quick fires or the limelight, 
I always wait until I just start seeing little green um, new growth pop out, and that sort of tells me where I prune them um, to see. So if you cut them back too early, you can cause more winter damage. So just on some of that stuff, you just hold off and, and wait and uh, and see how that goes. Um, what else? I get a few a few uh, texts, and I know Chris is answering on there, but I'll read off a couple. Good morning, Merle. Can I use peanut shells and sunflower shells in my potting soil to act like peat moss? They have been ground in a blender. Um, I don't see why not. I think I would try because sometimes the the sunflower seeds and that they sometimes tend to cause a bit of fungus if they haven't decomposed. So, um, cause it's a little bit different organic matter than a sphagnum moss. So, um, I would, I would try some first in a small batch and, and see what it does. Cause a lot of times those are uncomposted organic matter. So, if they're in your soil, there's a good chance that they might start just growing fungus in that. So I would try some or that if you grind them up, I would just put them right into the garden and and not use them in, in pots per se. But you could definitely like mix it into into the garden and it'll just decompose that way. So I'm not too sure if that's in yeah, you said potting soil. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't use them in potting soil, but I would throw them in the garden, sort of like a, a compost. So give that a shot, and hopefully that will help you. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to go right to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with John. Good morning, John. Well, good morning. The, How you doing, uh, sir? My question, you've kind of answered it on my text, but is it is it really that early to uh, do my lawn uh, fertilizing? Yeah, fertilizing you can do, but it's not really going to do much yet anyways, so... I would wait till after I do my raking. Um, so you, you can do it, and it'll go out there when you do your rake. You just don't want it sitting on top, and then and then if you go to rake it, you don't want to rake it, any of your fertilizer away. I was thinking because of this snow coming <laughs> the next couple yeah. of days, it, it would yeah, all you, you, uh, melt into the ground anyway. Yeah, it, it, will, it will, but it... Uh, you can definitely do it, John. If you if you'd like to do it, it won't hurt it. Um, but okay. myself, I, I I typically wait till I I do that good cleanup in the spring and then fertilize at that time. And if you have full south exposure, there's areas where you could rake a little bit, but it's still a bit early. Like the ground's still frozen, and you just don't want to expose everything too early here. So we're still we're still in March. So I would I would wait until mid-April before I did anything myself. Okay, that was when I was going to do the cleanup itself. So, Okay, and yeah. what about uh, the dirt? I'm taking off about, uh, oh, half a foot of uh, the soil out of my garden boxes. I can use that for top, uh, top dressing and things like that? 
Absolutely. Just ensure that all the roots and uh, any of that stuff are taken out when you when you pull out. Like, give it that a little bit of a shake, and it's just well, ensure. Uh, yeah, cleaned. Yeah, yeah no, no, you can you can definitely use that for for just filling in or top dressing on your grass or whatever for sure. Okay, and do you have the bags of uh, replacement uh, soil? I yeah, didn't want to go. Absolutely. The yellow bag is a little big for me this year. Yeah, no, we have the we have the premium topsoil. We have the three in one mix um, in smaller bags for sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and any of those I, for the garden mix, or if you want the soilless, like the organic veggie mix uh, soil, we have that as well. Yeah, green or uh, yellow bag. They uh, they uh, told me to use the, uh, I believe it was a natural. Uh, nature's best rather than the uh, I guess the vegetable mix because I'm I've got the boxes and it doesn't drain okay. like yeah okay yeah so okay okay uh-huh. alrighty thanks down to you you're still in the same place absolutely oh. we have yeah. a new entrance but um, we have a oh, nice yeah. new fancy road so it's uh, <clears throat> you just have to pay attention you're turning in a little bit earlier. They have a new off ramp for us um, that hooks into the new 210th Avenue. So, oh, they do. Oh, good. Thanks for the warning. Yeah. Have so a good just one. just make sure you're in the right lane a little bit earlier. All right, John. Take care. Okay. Thanks, Mo. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. All right, and I'm going to go to Karen. Good morning, Karen. Hi, Merle. Hi there. How can I help you? Merle, we live on an acreage. Uh, we made a large um, flower bed that wraps around the east side, around the deck, around the south of the house. And we brought in two big loads of dirt and that kind of thing. Um, the south side is really far. What do you help retain some moisture? Okay, your phone's breaking up a fair bit, but I think what you're asking is what to add in there. Um, I would add in like sea soil, um, any of the cocoa moss works really good. If you can okay. get any of the hemp scents, that works good, but the cocoa moss, um, it retains moisture really well, and okay. and the sea soil works really well. And then if you're just doing, are you doing perennials and shrubs, or is yes. it like... Yep. Yeah. I already have uh, <laughs> rose bushes in there and a couple trees in there. And then in some of those areas, I would do um, bark mulch if you like, because it does okay. make a big difference. It holds the moisture in really nicely, and okay. uh, it just it just makes the plants just perform much better. Okay, perfect. So, what would the ratio of this like? How much would I add to it? Like, just so it's half and half type <coughs> of thing, or? No, not quite that much. Probably like twenty five percent. If you just mix okay. it in the top, like put three or four inches on the top, and then just okay. turn it over a couple times and mix it in. And then okay. if you do that, a lot of times in the fall too, we have actually another blend. It's called Green It Up Soil Enhancer, yep. and it looks like really nice topsoil. So I always put it on about two or three inches deep, and then mm-hmm. just throughout the year it works its way in, and that works really good as a mulch and soil and uh, water retention as well. Perfect. Appreciate it. And and we have that in bulk too. So if you pull it with a truck, we could load you up, or we could deliver it out there with a with a dump truck as well. So perfect. Okay, that sounds great. All Thank you so much. All right. Thank all you. Right. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. All right. 
And where are we at for time? I got a little bit of time before I need to take a break. I'm going to go to Steve. Good morning, Steve. Hi. Long time hey there. Listener. How can I right. Long time listener. Uh, we're yeah. thinking about uh, planting a climbing rose in the yeah. front yard on one of those vinyl plastic archways over a sidewalk. Yeah. When can we put that in the ground and what fertilizer? I would uh, I would wait until the first couple of weeks in May. Um, okay. That way we're ensuring. And the, the roses love like a 15, 30, 15 as well. Um, they perform really, really quite nicely with that. Um, not tons of nitrogen in it, but it has the good phosphate for the middle. And that way it will ensure you get the good blooms. And just and with any of your roses, when they're blooming, just ensure that you're your your deadheading as it blooms. Have you already picked out the kind you 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 want to grow or? Yes, but I don't remember the name right now. Okay. All right. Well, we have a good selection of those as well, so you'll you'll see them in in uh, the first couple of weeks in May. We start getting all the trees and shrubs in. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Thank Bye. you. Bye bye. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me. We'll probably have a couple spots open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to go right to the phone line, and we're going to chat with Barry. Good morning, Barry. Hey there, Merle. How's it going? Good, good. How can I help you? Uh, good. Uh, listen, I was, I'm kind of following up to a, a caller from last week. I mean, he was talking about planters and how quickly they dry out, etc. I used to have a south-facing patio and, and deck uh, years ago. And I'll tell you, I had probably a dozen uh, decorative planters on it. And I'd have to almost water those things every day. And yep. then a friend of mine came back and he said, here's what you do. And he at the beginning of the year, before you put your dirt in your planters, to take a couple of pages of newsprint and newspaper, just bundle them up, just roll them up, and uh, uh, crush them up, throw them at the yeah. bottom of the planter, and then throw your dirt on top of that. Well, I did that, and I've been doing it now for 20 years. I'll tell you what, it makes all the difference in the world as far as keeping the moisture in those uh, planters. Now, you don't have to water them every day. You can water them every three or four days. Yeah. Just incredible. No, that... That makes sense. It's it's um, you're gonna have something that's a a, a moisture wicking product and paper, so it'll get saturated with the water, and then as the soil dries out, it'll pull the water out of the out of the newspaper. So absolutely, exactly. It just works. It's so yeah. easy to do. Yeah, anyway, no, like, great tip. Okay, no, nope, that's a, a great one. tip. You too. Thank you so much. Yep. All right, let's go to Kristen. Morning, Kristen. Hello. Hi there. How can I help you? Hi, Merle. Um, I missed the first part of the show, so hopefully this isn't a redundant uh, question. But I have two, um, two. I have some really large raised boxes that we put in last summer, and yep. uh, I brought in beautiful soil from Eagle Lake. I added earthworm casing. Everything. I had a really good growing season. And uh, I just want to know if you have some advice on how to enhance the soil or if I should just, you know, be all right for the second year or how you <coughs> would recommend rotating and just making sure I get the healthiest plant across 
the yeah, box. no, yeah. it's it's always good to amend your soil. So either with a sea soil or a good garden compost would be nice. Um, how big of an area? Uh, there are boxes that are 10 feet by 3 feet, and there's 5 or 6 of them. Okay. And do you have a fair bit of cleanup to do this spring? No. No, not at all? Okay. No, not a, I not would, a lot. Okay, I would... Um, I would just, I was going to say if you have some compost, you, you can start your own composting, but I would just replenish it with any of those like a sea soil or the garden compost. You can mix in the Groundskeeper's Pride 843. It's a ground, it's a granular fertilizer as well. Uh, you can okay. mix that into the top of the soil. Um, but it sounds like you got a good foundation. So I would still, I always typically take out about 25% and then add that to it. Okay, that's good to know. I, I left enough room last year, you know, for it to, to amend it this year, just in case I didn't toss them right up. Um, so that's you. That's what you'd recommend. Take about 25% out and then yep. use it. In your, would you yep. throw that, the stuff that you're taking out, could you use that? I started a compost pile last year as well, Absolutely. but it's not ready to go. So throw that into yep. the compost pile. Okay. For sure. For sure. Yep. Awesome. Great. Thank you. All right. All right. Enjoy okay. your day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to go to Vinny. Good morning, Vinny. Good morning. Hey, how can I help you? Hey, I got a, an extension from the caller, from the last caller. So I got a couple of large planter boxes too that I made last year. And I got okay. some soil from Soil King. It was the uh, the garden mix and it's supposed to be good for vegetables. But it yeah. ended up uh, getting a skiff at the very top of mold. And I took it off and it still came back. So I'm not sure what to do this year. <clears throat> it could have had some, maybe some organic matter in there of some sort. Um, yeah. could have been a bit of mushroom or something. Um, I would just aerate it. Like even right now, if you can work it, um, get out there and, uh, and just leave it light, nice and lumpy, let it air out for a while. That will make a big okay. difference. Um, you could sprinkle in a bit of copper sulfate in there as well. It's a fungicide. Okay. And, uh, what yeah. Are, do you, do you have a big that soil salt thing you're talking about earlier too? Would that help? Um, um, no, I, w I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I would just. I would just try the the copper sulfate. If that's, I think that's what I mentioned for the fungus. I would use that, and just okay. air. I would just air it out. Do you have much other cleanup you got to do or big yard? Yeah, there okay. is. You so know what? I pop, pop right. on the garden. Yeah, uh, actually, and I'm going to help you out because our good friends at one uh, eight hundred got junk. So if you have a bunch of cleanup to do this spring, I'm going to help you out. We're going to give you a $100 gift card towards the cleanup of your yard, Vinny. How's that? Oh, wow. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. All right. So our good friends at 1-800-GUT-JUNK, they're going to give you a $100 gift card towards the cleanup of your yard. So if you need to uh, tidy up or spruce up your yard there this, this spring, um, these guys will help you get rid of that junk. So... Um, I'll put you on hold here, and Tony will get your name and number, and uh, we'll get you set up with this uh, gift card. Fantastic. Thank you. All right. Take care, Vinny. You do. And take I care. I think all right, I might have time for one more. I'm going to go. I believe it's Ken or Kim. Good morning, Ken or Kim. Hi, it's Tim. Hi, Merle. Hey, Kim. Hey, how can I help you? Um, a few weeks back, thank you for taking my call, um, you talked about 
the in-house um, fungus gnats, and you mentioned about the mosquito dunk in water. What is how <coughs> yes. much do you grate into that, or like because we can grate it, right? And, and yeah, what it is, like? we have the little, and I don't have it with me. Um, we printed out little uh, direction sheets on how to do it. You you make like a tea, like you okay. soak it in water, and then you water your plants with the tea. Yes. Um, yes. And I think Jen and Jessica, they make like a, they put it into their water jug and they let it soak in there. And then they, every time they water, they, they put, it's supposed to work phenomenally. So really? it's like you, the whole, the whole dunk or like, cause I can grate some into it to even get a Yeah, a finer... And that's where I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay. Um, we have the directions. If you call down the store, or if you happen to stop by, um, yeah. you can see the directions. We have a little direction okay. sheets. We can, we can okay. get you. Yeah. And, uh, and and that will just show you how to do it. But we and we've had huge success with it, and uh, all the planties are using it like crazy. So it's supposed to work really good. So we bag okay. them up individually with the directions in it. So even okay. if you just come in, if you just want to get the directions, that's no problem. If you already have the dunks. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Just quick other question about the green shoots popping up in the grass. And you were talking yeah. about that also. Uh, they are like strong. You can't pull them out. And you said no. to, to suffocate them with more. Gra- uh, what was your uh, remedy for that, Merle? Sorry. For is this is this like quackgrass in the garden or in well, your lawn? No, it's out in my grass, and it's like a green shoot of a of almost like a tree or a weed. But you can't oh, okay. pull that. It's crazy. Hey, I, I actually sorry. I got to go. I'm out of yeah. time. Um, so I, I can't answer this right now. If you give me a call next week, I'll help you out. All right. We're done for today. We'll get our garden on next week right here on 770 CHQR.